Hey everybody, thanks for listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma and you've checked into Job Search Guide, a podcast that of course gives you some knowledge, tools, and strategies to help you land that next great job. As we always express here at the Local Job Network, connecting with real people is essential to getting the position you truly want, but it can be difficult to make that happen. Our guest, Bonnie Ungaro, a corporate recruiter for Centegra Health System, is joining us to offer some insight into making those valuable connections, but also making an impression with them. Bonnie, thanks for coming on the show today. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about this subject today. Definitely a topic that is appealing to our listeners and important for a lot of reasons. Uh, before we jump into the subject matter itself, we always like to ask our guests to give us a brief rundown of, of your career and uh, just let our listeners know where you're coming from, especially as it can relate to uh, what we're talking about today. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, I'm a corporate recruiter. I'm a corporate recruiter for Centegra Health System. We are a healthcare system serving the greater McHenry County, Illinois area with their healthcare and wellness needs. I've been in the field of HR for the last eight years and have done recruiting for a majority of my time in HR. More specifically to the social media aspect, in my current role, I do mediate and monitor our social media as it pertains to the careers for Centegra Health System. So our Twitter handle, our LinkedIn page, our Pinterest page, and Facebook page. Okay. Well, and that's exactly the direction we're going to go with this as far as utilizing social media to to make those connections. And that's the first question really is, you know, why is this topic, again, the idea of making those real connections, making an impression uh, with social media, why is that so important for job seekers? Well, the reality is over the last several years, it's really social media is the way we communicate nowadays. So for those organizations and individuals who are not utilizing social media to communicate, you're missing out. And specific to the job seeker world, we have been uh, so used to networking opportunities such as networking events or job fairs and making those real person connections. But then there's a whole other world of social media that offers the same opportunities. And in some ways, it's even better because you can develop and make a lot of connections in a shorter amount of time on social media with those people. Yeah, it definitely makes a lot of sense. And the idea, of course, everyone knows social media being such an important aspect of what uh, really everyone's lives nowadays, it seems like. With that in mind, though, what, what would you say are some of the common mistakes that job seekers are making on social media that may really affect them in the long run? Well, a lot of the talk these days is about the way you have your profile set up and if they're public or private okay. and then professional and personal can mix a lot. So it's really determining what's right for you and you know, obviously, for my, from what I've seen, I would always err on the side of everything being private unless you know what you're creating. So, for example, I have public profiles. My Twitter page is public because I only talk about HR-related topics and job seeker topics right. and anything that pertains to the HR world, really. So that's fine to be public, and I'm creating my image online. And same with my LinkedIn, I have pieces of it that are public because I know that's where recruiters go and look for people is on LinkedIn. And you want to have that uh, presence online that people can see. But then when it comes to personal things, you know, you, you want to be careful about what you're saying and communicating because you have a huge audience when you make things public and things as we've seen can go viral pretty quickly like um, that YOLO girl or whatever that was. Um, <laughs> you know, she's young, she's in college something silly, right? But 
how much exposure did she get and how is that going to impact her job searches? Right. You know, because now we know her through that way. So just being really mindful of what we communicate, how we communicate on our public profiles. You, you talk about obviously the, some of the mistakes there and our hope here is that we can help listeners really make those quality connections that we talk about, utilizing social media, and um, just giving them some tips on how to do that. So let's start there. Okay. Uh, of course, the idea is to initially uh, make contact with with in these individuals, as opposed to, you know, some people always were, well, it's just a general account for an organization or it's a faceless person. So what tips would you offer up right off the bat to try to connect with actual people still by util- utilizing social media? Okay. Well, first and foremost, kind of going back to what we just talked about, you do want to uh, establish your online presence and what's that going to look like. So just like you would get ready to go to a job fair or networking event and put on a nice suit and get your talking points ready, you're going to want to do that on your social media profiles so that when you go to reach out to organizations or um, recruiters, you have a solid, consistent profile on your social media pieces that you choose to use, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or all of the above, or Google+. You want to have that professional presence in your social media prior to making those connections. Right. And then once you've done that, then it's really identifying the organizations that you'd be interested in working for or ones that you respect within your community or within, you know, depending on your job search, if you are looking globally, just identify those companies that you want to work for. And then you can do some searches on LinkedIn to see if they have any public profiles for the recruiters and link with those people. And those would be your starting points is making those connections and then start following and reading the material that they're sharing and, it's really more of an observation time when you when you initially connect because you want to, you know, this is the nice thing about social media. You have a little more time to make that good first impression. Right. So if you observe and kind of get a feel for how they communicate, what they communicate, um, what they're talking about, then you have a better chance of making uh, a more impressionable first impression, not to <laughs> use that word too much, but you know what I'm saying. As opposed to a networking event, you know, you have your time, uh, like an in-person networking event, you have time to get to know the companies before you go, but there's still that very real time where you have to react very quickly. So this kind of gives uh, job seekers just another level of preparation to really make themselves stand out from the hundreds of people applying to positions. Right. That's really your starting point. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a great point, the idea that you have more time to sort of develop what you're, what you're looking to say, what you really want to put out there as far as um, those organizations and what they see. And that leads us into that, that second portion, the idea of making a deeper connection instead of just that, you know, you mentioned it's sort of a, a surface level connection where you're maybe you're following somebody, liking a couple of things they do or, or say. But in terms of making those deeper connections and really going further with it, what do people do? What is the idea there? Uh, What are your suggestions for that? Yeah, and that goes into just like the way we build relationships. You know, now now that you've observed these profiles and people for a while and how they communicate, um, this is your opportunity to start jumping in and building that relationship and making comments that are engaging or comments that one would need to respond to and get the dialogue going back and forth. And once you start building that relationship, you know, things start to flow. And now the goal would be hopefully is that you stand out more than maybe somebody else of the hundreds of people that have applied to a position once that opportunity becomes available. Sure. So it's just, again, making thoughtful comments, starting with the liking is great, but it needs to go a little further. This is a great way to showcase your expertise. Some of the things I talked about online and some of my posts on interviewing.com was engaging in 
chats that they might have. There's some glo- you know, global chats like Job Hunt Chat, which is on Monday evenings, and that brings together job seekers and recruiters in one room. And they'll ask a series of maybe five, six questions over the course of an hour. This is a great networking opportunity and a great way to showcase the knowledge and skills that you possess. Sure. And that's how you identify yourself differently than other individuals whom just have submitted a resume. So when you're going through all this, when you're observing what's going on, you're trying to, what are you exactly trying to learn about companies or, or individuals? What are you trying to, how are you trying to find that match for yourself versus what, again, that recruiter might be looking for, or that company might be looking for specifically? Do you have any examples of, of something like that? You know, you get a lot from the way people communicate from social media, Okay. Um, whether it be short and direct to the point. Okay. Or maybe it's a little more fun and zippy. You know, if you look at like Zappos social media, they're kind of quirky <laughs> when they post <laughs> jobs and stuff, they really catch your eye because they're quirky and different. They're not the normal run of the mill job posting, right. but guess what? That just gives you insight into their culture. So now when you're preparing to have a conversation with maybe a recruiter or, or on their, one of their social media platforms, you know, they're a little quirky. Well, how can you get their attention and show, Hey, guess what? I have the type of personality would mesh great with your culture. Take a look at me. So those are the things you want to look at when they're communicating. It's how they communicate the messages they're sending and how that fits in with you. I mean, certainly if you're not a quirky person, I keep using them. I'm just stuck on them for some reason. But if you're not that type of individual, I mean, that might be your the sign like, eh, that's a little too much for me. I need a more structured, direct environment, you know, and then you mm-hmm. might want to look at the companies that are you know, very purposeful and short and how they communicate. That might be the type of culture you really fit with. So when you have, say you have some questions about, you know, again, we're not looking into the whole connecting right now to ask about any positions or asking about interviewing or anything like that. But in just still this sort of digging deeper stage and making those stronger connections, what kind of questions would you ask that would be purposeful that, that would possibly elicit a response? I think it's a lot of people probably are thinking as well, geez, if they have, you know, 10,000 followers on Twitter or so many fans on Facebook, how are they really going to notice me? Are, are there any things that can stand out or any good examples of questions or comments that would, that would really work in these situations? Yeah. Um, oh, something I forgot to mention too with networking, the rule of thumb is always network when you have a job, right. not when you're looking for a job. So Makes that's sense. the ideal <laughs> thing that you should be doing is building those relationships, which takes a lot of the pressure off, you know, because then at that point you're just building relationships with mm-hmm. people in the industry. But with the questions, you know, okay, I, not to be negative, the questions that come to mind that you shouldn't ask are, I applied, but I haven't heard from anyone. Right. Can you tell me what's going on? The status questions, you know, so, so many of the larger organizations and just a lot of the middle-sized companies have online application systems. You can check yourself. So those aren't good questions. That's not going to elicit a response sometimes if it's so big. If it's a smaller company, hopefully they respond to you because that's just you know, that's just good customer service. You know, <laughs> that's just what you're supposed to do in these positions, but that's not always our reality. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're kind of looking at the LinkedIn groups. If a company has a LinkedIn group or a Twitter chat that they do, or their recruiters do a Twitter chat, those type of environments offer different conversations. So you can elicit questions or ask questions that would elicit a response okay. as opposed to your standard, I applied for a job type questions. Because the standard, I applied for a job or I'm interested in applying, how do I do that? Those are not the type of questions that you would probably get responses. And sometimes the recruiter can think, 
well, how do I apply for a job? I mean, haven't you visited our website? Right, right. <laughs> you know, so then you're making yourself look bad when that really is not your intent, you know? So I was trying to think of thoughtful questions, maybe industry-related. Li- maybe you've seen that they've done something in the community. Maybe they volunteered for a local organization, and you really liked that. Maybe you want to ask, hey, I live in the community, um, and I saw that your company did this for ABC. I would like to help. Can I help with that? I mean, that's something different and thoughtful, not something like you're looking for a job, but now you're opening a door of communication. You know, like I hear from a lot of people, I never hear back from this company and and da-da-da-da-da. And that is a reality that we're faced with because so many people apply for jobs. But as a job seeker, you don't want to necessarily be part of a company that maybe doesn't communicate with people externally because Mm. you don't know what's going on internally. So... I try to tell people or remind people of that because it's easy to kind of get um, deflated or disappointed when you're trying so hard and it's not working. Right. To keep that into perspective of, you know, you're a good thing and you're looking for something that will make you happy too. So looking forward then, you know, we've connected, we've dug a little bit deeper, you know, learning about these organizations. You've engaged, as you talked about, with questions and comments, you know, showing a little bit of your expertise possibly with, uh, with some of the connections that you've made. Now's the time, correct me if I'm wrong, this is when you, you're bold. This is when you really try to stand out and you're going to go for it, essentially. So how do our listeners go about doing that and, and being bold and, again, putting themselves out there, essentially, in this, this networking forum? Yeah, and just even doing this process and really focusing on developing quality relationships with the organizations you're interested in joining is bold. There aren't and from what I've seen, there's a lot of opportunity for more people to be trying to do that. At the same time, it's kind of good that there's not a ton of people doing it because it's easier for you to then differentiate yourself from others who are applying. Sure. But once you've built this relationship and people, you know, hopefully it's come to the point where people know you or if they don't really maybe know your name, they'll see your profile pop up and they'll remember, oh, we've been talking to this individual for a while. So once that opportunity presents itself, like a job that you're interested in and applied to, that's where I'm saying be bold. You know, you've worked on building this relationship. You're not just any old applicant coming in the door. You've now applied to this job and just go ahead and ask for it. You know, say I've applied to this job and you know me, we've been talking on Twitter for the last several months and I'm really excited about this job I just applied to. That's your time to, to take it and to the next level and, you know, all this preparation and work and building this relationship is what should hopefully get you to advance to the next step. Now, do you have any other advice or tips for people who feel like, oh, it seems all contrived and I hate being over aggressive or pushy in those ways? I mean, are there any ways to sort of get past that or maybe check yourself a little bit before you are engaging in this sort of bold step to, you know, be open and honest about looking for that position or, or seeing if something's available. I mean, any extra advice for our listeners? You know, recruiters are human too. And we know what it's like to be on the other end of things. Cause at one point, you know, we were looking for jobs or maybe we are. Um, so it, it's not that you're being contrived. And if you don't want to come across that way, that's why you're going to build a quality relationship. Sure. You know, if you go to a real life networking event, you walk in and say, hi, I'm Bonnie Angar. I'm looking for a job. Can you help me out? Who's going to help me? Right. You know, maybe, maybe they'll give me something just to get me out of their face, but that's <laughs> not really, you know, you're not really creating any interest in you. You're just kind of asking people for help or to do your job search yourself. When you take the initiative to build quality relationships with these people, these organizations, 
when you finally do ask about an opportunity, they know that you've been working really hard in building this relationship. They've seen it. You have a positive, you know, hopefully with the way, depending on what you communicate, but the goal is that you have a positive, for lack of a better word, feeling or thought in that recruiter's mind when it comes to a job opening. And to your point from earlier, the idea that if you're doing this while you do have a, a current job, that the focus is on that relationship as opposed to just getting a position, and that probably makes the transition simpler. Right. Now, if you are out there and you don't have a job, uh, you know, it's not to say you can't be asking these things too, but you do still want to take the time to build a quality relationship because then when it finally does present itself or you have applied, and you can do this in shorter time frames, hopefully if the individuals are responsive, but you know, that's what's setting you apart from everyone else is saying, I applied to your job. What's going on? I'm good for your job. Take a look at me. Well, you've offered a little more to this point and you know, that's what's going to help you. Now, how about if you get in a situation where you do sort of put that proposition out there about finding a position or maybe there was something you applied to and that individual you know, declines or says, you know, I'm sorry, we want a different direction, blah, blah, blah. What do you do at that point? Do you continue with that relationship? I mean, I would think it would look bad if you just ended up cutting ties or do you find a new way to go about it? I mean, what would be your advice there? You know, there's several different approaches you can take and you really just have to gauge off the type of communication you've had with the recruiter or company up to that point of how you want to continue. I would recommend not burning any bridges. You never know where that person, that recruiter will be or where you will be in in the future. So continuing to maintain that relationship is a good thing, but you may not want to invest as much time as you did. If you are being rejected for their jobs, you may want to refocus your energy on a different company and try there. If you have a more open dialogue with that company, with that recruiter, you know, you may want to ask for a little constructive feedback. Sure. Maybe it truly is just not a good fit, or maybe they truly just close the position. It's not the right time. You know, that's great insight for you because then you can continue to invest in the future when they have a position. But if your gut's telling you like, oh, I really bombed it in that interview and I know I did, you know, you may want to just completely move on. You know, you can still leave them on your Twitter. You can still leave them on your LinkedIn. It kind of leaves the door always open. But at that point, again, just refocus your energy on something else, a different position, a different company, a different recruiter. I, I love your idea of you know, hopefully getting some some feedback from them because it, it, it is difficult to get that in other circumstances. But it, to your point, again, if you've built that relationship, maybe you get a few tips here and there that can help you moving forward. So I think that's a great little nugget for our listeners there, um, how they can utilize this. We are getting a little long time, but I wanted to ask you if you had any specific circumstances, uh, whether you were involved with it or or you've spoken with people, um, where you know, utilizing this type of strategy really did help in landing an interview and, of course, ultimately a job. Yeah, I I do know individuals whom use social media to make relationships. And being in the HR world, I got involved in social media when I started running our company uh, social media platforms. But I I do it personally, too, like I mentioned earlier. So I saw that in a very short time, just from engaging on Twitter chats, I met HR individuals from all across the globe, really, and made connections with, you know, hundreds of HR professionals and use those relationships in my everyday life. It's a great resource to go and network and and get information just to help in my daily jobs. Yes, uh, I know a friend in the HR world actually who has been looking for another job and she says that she's got the interviews solely because of the relationships she's had. She's had a couple on LinkedIn that she made relationships with and a couple from Twitter chats. 
Um, and so she's applied for some pretty large organizations, and she says she doesn't think that she would have gotten an interview had she not known the people she did because the company she's applying to are huge. So I can only imagine how many applicants they're getting. Right. As far as Sintegra is concerned, ever since I started running the social media, I am a real person running it. So when people <laughs> respond to Sintegra on social media, I've had three on Twitter. I can count. <laughs> it's so small, but it's still impactful. So I've had three on Twitter and one on Facebook. Okay. And we've actually hired two of the people from Twitter and the individual on Facebook that's been great in building a relationship with us. I just met at a local job fair recently and has made just a positive impression all around. So it's just a matter of an opportunity presenting itself for that individual. But see, those people stick out in my mind. Right. And yeah, it's been successful from, the, from that point of view. And that's exactly what we're looking for here. You know, as you mentioned for yourself, who you know, looking to hire people, obviously, um, that people are standing out in these ways. So hopefully our listeners, if, if nothing else, they understand the value in that. Uh, as we look to wrap up sort of this topic and the idea of uh, making those bold impressions and standing out, of course, as always, um, I was just wondering if you had any final messages, any piece of advice for our listeners to take away just to, again, wrap up our conversation today. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just stay positive and, and look for a job when you're not needing a job is the best thing. And utilizing social media, um, much like the way we do in traditional networking is what what you need to do. It's a great opportunity to build a lot of relationships in a very short amount of time and to learn a lot about uh, companies that you're interested in working for. So get out there and be social. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we will close out this edition of Job Search Guide here on LJN Radio. We have been speaking with Bonnie Angaro, corporate recruiter for Sintegra Health System, as we've been getting some tips on connecting and hopefully being a little bit more bold in your job search to make those impressions. Bonnie, thanks again for your experience perspective on this subject. Thank you so much for your time today and for having me on the show. And of course, as always, want to hear uh, also about the ideas the listeners have as well. So go ahead and send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you do have any comments or suggestions for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.